0: Today is Monday, July 17th. The Yankees just split a four-game set with the Red Sox. A lot of close games. Two walk-offs. Well, not walk-offs. A walk-off and then extra innings. Close shit. Some trades. Some DFAs. Maybe. Actually, I don't think so. Anyway, let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James John Boy, whatever. This guy went from like 300 followers to like 2300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. What's up, Jake? Got Jake here again.
1: Jake Sorrelli. Hi, Jimmy. Coming to you?
0: coming to you live from
1: We're coming to America.
0: Now where are you,
1: right? Oh. Now? Oh, I'm in Denver.
0: And I'm in Denver, uh Coronado. You're in Denver. I'm in California. And we're talking Yanks.
1: The two Yankee capitals of the world.
0: Yeah. Well, we're both from the East Coast. Jake, born and raised Connecticut. I've traveled all over the world.
1: Oh, oh give him my social security. Oh, 047. no
0: nope. <laughs> that's wrong mine starts with one four four um on a serious note and we're gonna start this off pretty heavy i think my heart is dying on me and the games aren't helping
1: i can't believe you want to start with this because <laughs> we'll just get sad and emotional quick because i think you're dying i'm dying okay. um i got i got shingles at age 27
0: yeah, I got like this piercing heart pain where if I had health insurance I would go get it checked out.
1: Any doctors listening?
0: Yeah, if you're a, if you're a fan of talking yanks <laughs> and a doctor and want to hook me up with some free situation to check out my heart, that would be great. All right. <laughs> we got through that. We got through that. Kind of going to do an introduction because this is with the 8th episode, the first couple were just me answering questions and sort of rambling it's much better with the conversation with two people. So Jake's going to join as much as he can. Um, and probably none of you even know anything about me, even though you follow me on Twitter every day, born in New Jersey, lived in Connecticut for a while, lived in Illinois, lived in Australia, lived in California, live in California. Now I film weddings. Jake has a job. I'm his best friend. Boring. Yeah. Well, boring. You're my best friend. And I don't even know what you do.
1: Uh, Nobody does. Yeah. Um, I, uh, Jake, Connecticut, Dallas, Denver. I have a dog. I work in, uh, work in fun, man.
0: Yeah. So there it is. That's, uh, <laughs> you don't know what Jake does. I'm his best friend. We went to college together, high school together, played baseball together, freshman year baseball. We were, uh, bad. Anyway.
1: Yeah. That's a bad outfield. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a great outfield for jokes and laughs. Bad for making Jokes and
1: fans. laughs yeah. outfield. Yeah.
0: Alright, let's get into the week. We'll start off with the All-Star break and then we come out of the break and immediately the Cashman makes a trade. Tyler Webb for Garrett Cooper. It's paying off. He got his first hit today or yesterday, Sunday. Um, It's like if if anyone was mad about this trade, they're just trying to get mad about things, right? Yeah. I don't know. It's a harmless move. Yeah. It's not like we're going to Tyler Webb's going to turn into Verlander or Kershaw. He might be a decent loogie, which is the worst. I mean, maybe
1: baseball. he's uh, I, I wish him the best. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. um, insurance policy at first for a lefty arm, which uh, I don't know. Everything that I read was good trade for both teams. Yeah,
0: it's kind of just like (laughs) you need
1: them. If the media is is saying that, it's the biggest cop out ever. (laughs) Well,
0: it's basically cashman was like, hey, you guys could use some relief help. We got this guy who may be good. And they were like, well, you guys need a first baseman. We got this guy who may be good. It's like, "Okay, cool. We'll switch. Very friendly deal. Those
1: are the those are the official text messages you got, right?
0: Yeah, Yeah, I have an inside source. I hacked Cashman's phone.
1: Sources say. Yeah. You are the source.
0: Uh, we me and Jake were really rooting for uh, Garrett Cooper to get in a brawl, really make his yeah. mark.
1: I mean it, it it's one of those things I I don't know, we'll we'll think of a term to describe it, but when you first join the Yanks, you either have that like Yankee moment where you come in hot and it's like
0: Chase Hadley hit a walk off his first day, shook yeah, hands so in the seventh and to introduce it's, himself. It's
1: it's weird. I feel like it's something that Kay kind of started is that the yankee moment or
0: yeah it gets made fun of whatever you want to call to earn your pinstripes like it's pretty corny but it does happen a lot where guys come in and leave an immediate mark matt suey hit a grand slam on opening day
1: right and i mean cooper came in had the dude played in the majors before no No, he made his
0: debut
1: yankees red sox right after the all-star break i mean that's brutal well so
0: i uh Porcello and then sale and then Price; those are the three pitchers he faced.
1: Yeah, that's tough. tough. I wouldn't do great against those guys. Um,
0: I'd so yeah,
1: I I don't know. The, the dude was raking really good in the PCL league, which is a hitter's league. But mm-hmm. whatever, we'll we'll take him, throw him out there for a little bit, and hopefully we end up with Chris Carter back on first.
0: Well, you can you can only ask for so much. Still, would have been really good if he if there was a brawl and he came. Like he started it. Oh, yeah.
1: That's so I guess what I was what I was saying was that we we're once it was kind of past it, like, oh, this guy might just have a tough weekend and not his Yankee moment. It was like, oh, let's, let's throw something out there. Just like
0: yeah, charge or
1: or something like that. Yeah. Sale. Yeah.
0: Go after sale Get too.
1: boss. Make Boston hate you and that'll make New York love you. And then kind of good.
0: Yeah. we're, we're kind of what I do it.
1: That's what I do at my pretend work. How bad is that guy doing, right?
0: (laughs) We were joking about if he started a brawl and, like, everyone on the Yankees had to back him up just because he's wearing pinstripes, but they don't even know him. They just met him. (laughs) Like that's tough. This guy's fucking crazy. <laughs>
1: this guy's a nutbag.
0: <laughs> Cash, did you know he was a loony? <laughs>
1: Not going to bat for that, dude.
0: All right, we got some news on Bird. They finally found it. I guess it's a bone behind your heel that some people have, which is like, what the fuck? They should have found that earlier. So now it's either shot or surgery. I think they went shot. If they said we're just going to give him surgery and shut him down for the year and he'll try to be back next year, I would have been like, fine, great. Yeah. But they're doing the shot thing, which I guess if you think about it like, well, you can have the shot – you can have the surgery at the end of the season anyway, so why not try the shot one – like the shot doesn't stop the surgery plan. It just pushes back the surgery plan, so why not try it once more time?
1: Yeah, the, the Greg Bird stuff. Sad is a strong term, because it could still be really cool, but, like...
0: He's still young. He's sad. sad. He's really young. Yeah.
1: I mean, he will be 25 next year. Yeah. Which, I don't know.
0: Judge made still his day. day good, judge, but, judge is 25.
1: I mean, he went from the... He was, like, the 22-year-old Ray of Hope with, like, the A-Rod Yankees <laughs> in 2015. And now, flash forward, and they've got this young crew and Bird's bird went from a guy that we were talking preseason you're like oh maybe he could come through and be the three hitter and now he's i I don't know if if he doesn't get on the field this year next year is going to be almost one of those like change of sceneries or join the squad i don't know next
0: year's do or die it's you're healthy and you're playing and producing or we're like we're changing they might go away from him before that but yeah but i'd like to see him Get healthy and get one more shot. Yeah. Uh, other injury, Pineda down, really sucks for Pineda. He just lost like probably ten to fifteen million dollars. Um, probably could
1: be a lot more. It's, I I don't know. It's uh pretty bad. Um, a lot of people were saying it's career ending, which I don't know.
0: What's Tommy John?
1: Uh, well, it's the UCL tear undergo Tommy John. Yeah. I, I don't know. People usually, cause usually when that comes out, then nowadays they say, Oh, it's Tommy John. See you in about 14 months and you might throw harder. <laughs> um, all the, all the Pineda stuff is like not, not good.
0: It really sucks. It's the same thing that happened to Evaldi last year. And now he got signed a two year deal by deal by the Rays which is kind of odd because the Rays are like, we'll sign you for two years and then you can rehab and we'll cover your medical costs and shit like that. Which is nice, but why wouldn't they just like make... It's terrible. Why wouldn't they just make him do that on his own?
1: Well, they get him the next year for super
0: cheap and if it's worthwhile, it's worthwhile. Yeah, I guess, I guess that's right. You're getting him for super cheap. But yeah, that sucks for Pineda. It kind of helps the Yankees out because it opens up. Possibilities for like they were had to they had so many thoughts they had to go through with player should we trade him should we try and keep him he's like 50-50 he had a really good stretch and then he was doing pretty bad so all those questions should we trade him should we try and keep him should we resign him uh do we keep him in the rotation even though he's faltering they're all out the window like okay well we're not trading him we're not resigning him and uh, we're not going to keep yeah. him yeah
1: that's <laughs> that's a pretty glass half full like <laughs> to look at it
0: well, I mean, he was doing pretty bad. If, I mean, if,
1: if, well, if Benadia was the piece that could have closed a trade, <laughs> now he's not. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's tough. Yeah, if they would traded him, they they would. It wouldn't have been big. It would have been like Nova last year, but still something. Now it's nothing. Sucks all around. Sucks. All right, then we go to the games. We had uh, Chapman blew it in the 16th inning, crazy shit. Holiday home run, savvy, good double header today. Win one lose one pitching was good hitting was kind of stagnant timely at times we we were with them though that's that's the thing is we've been we've looked dead for 2 weeks and we just came in we we lost two but we didn't look dead we looked like alive and with them and playing good ball those were good clean baseball games besides that one inning yeah and everyone's been mad about the bullpen and the bullpen
1: did a great job
0: phenomenal so. besides that one inning by Chapman which was Aided by errors, anyway, but he's pretty good. Yeah. All right. So here's something that I was thinking about during this series that I put time and effort into researching. Al Leiter touched upon it. No one on this Red Sox lineup scares me. Like, no one comes up and I'm like, fuck, they're up. Pedroya?
1: Al Leiter touched you
0: on it? Yeah. Al Leiter. Al Leiter's pretty bad in the booth, but he did say no one's scared. <laughs> yeah. But. Pedroya, yes, and Hanley scares me. Like, when, And every time Hanley came up in the extra innings game, I was like, fuck. So I did some research. I found all the Red Sox players. I looked at their batting, career batting averages and then their averages when they play against the Yankees. Not one has a better average against the Yankees than their career batting average. So they all lower their game against us. Two stay the same. Hanley, 293 average, 293 against the Yankees. Pedroya 301 average 293 against the Yankees. So those those stay the same and those are the ones who you're half scared of. Everyone else significant drops when they play the Yankees. Now then I was like, "Okay, but is that normal for most players and teams?" So I went and found Ortiz, Manny and Yuke. They all raised their batting average by 20 points or more when they played the Yankees. Those are guys we were scared of whenever they came. Yeah. All right, so then I went to the Yankees, this roster. We have two dudes who stay the same. Gary and Gardner are basically the same exact average their career and when they play the Red Sox. We have three who raise. Didi goes up 10 points. Castro goes up 40 points. And Headley goes up 30 points. So our guys raise up because like those Castro, Didi, Didi, Chase... Castro, like I'm sure Red Sox fans aren't panicking when they get to the box, but those guys are elevating their game. Judge does worse, but he's got a good amount of home runs. But that kind of puts numbers to it because, I mean, we were talking about it. No one, like. Are we stats guys now? Well, I, I need to find shit out when I have a thought to make sure I'm not going crazy. I was like, Mookie, Ben Moreland, I keep hearing how, how they're having great seasons and like or, or are good. And then I, I'm just like. Right. I don't follow them closely enough, but they don't scare me. Yeah.
1: And I mean, Ben and Tiendes, that's a very small sample.
0: Yeah. But I mean, so is Judge and Gary. Yeah,
1: exactly. You
0: got rookies on both sides. But as of now, it's kind of interesting. No Red Sox raises their game when they play the Yankees. Yeah. And you got a yeah. lot of guys I mean, on other teams who do. Like Longoria still does it crazily, okay. you got Correa has now done it. He's like, hits like 700 against us.
1: So. Yeah, it's I definitely on the hitter side. I, I think you're totally right. And, you know, less facts over here. But when Hanram's up and he's got that leg kick, the quote I said to you is like, you, you don't want to throw him a fastball because you're like, okay, if he guesses the fastball, it's gone. And you don't want to throw him a breaking ball because he's got that Manny type, it's like all he wants you to throw a breaking ball
0: like I I don't know but he's baiting you
1: um and then is Pedroia is just the angsty little guy that you know Yankees Red Sox he's gonna bring it but yeah you're right I I guess the only a little devil's advocate slash um what's probably more important around the end of the season is that uh sale and price yeah (laughs) they uh
0: their they, their pitchers they, are pretty scary. You could
1: very much say they elevated their games.
0: Oh yeah, and Price usually doesn't. We blew him out last time this year. Sale always does. Sale fucking yeah. owns us. He's also really good. I'm sure he owns a lot of teams.
1: Yeah, and that's that's the other part that I was thinking about, and I know we're gonna circle around on it because I the big thing that's been bugging me lately is the Yanks getting a big lefty batch because it's Judge, Elgar, Gary, like that's a pretty mean part of the lineup. That's especially why when you start factoring. So, some of the switch pitters and stuff like that. But um, when I, I started thinking about the, the AL in general today, and I was like, the, the guys that are still our bugaboos are Keiko and Sale. Yep. Um, so <laughs> that big lefty, <laughs> you know, and yeah. when it really matters, or hopefully it matters this year, is <laughs> might not even come into play. But yeah. that's yep. Tangent City.
0: All right this this is a situation this is a situation I want to talk about that no one asked about but it gets a lot of complaints on Twitter and that is right now until Hicks come comes back we don't have a two hole hitter like we don't have a guy who you look at and you're like that's a two hole hitter but the problem yeah. is we have Guardy Gar- we have Gardner Judge Gary Castro and Holiday those five guys need to be your first five hitters. Those are our best Yeah. Hitters. So one of them has to hit second. So we've messed around with Judge hitting second. We've messed around with Gary hitting second. Everyone gets mad. I, I personally don't think it matters that much. I don't, you don't, Castro would be the worst situation because he's the freest swinger of them all. And, yeah. and Holiday wouldn't make sense at all because he's not an average guy. He just hits homers. Judge and Gary, like, I don't think it matters that much. I'd rather them get up, but everyone's saying put, yeah, di-
1: it's for, for me, it's new age baseball. I mean, you know, back in the day having Gary or judge in the two hole would look like craziness, but you know, at the advanced metrics about getting those guys more at bats and on base percentage scoring runs, mm-hmm. I've, I've no problem with those guys. And I know something that's your, your bugaboo with the team this year is that uh, you know, you wanted your one hitter to be a guy who would get on and cause havoc on the bases and your two hitter, you know, he was kind of slappy too. I mean, for, well, he's one of the best baseball players ever. Not that this is a Yankees podcast, but Derek Jeter, he was the dream two hitter.
0: Yeah, and He yeah. slapped
1: it to, he slapped it to the opposite field.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you know, he, he, he could just do everything, but that was, that was the dream two guy, a guy that could slap it around, hit and run. But that's kind of old school baseball. Now, now you the homer plays and on base percentage plays. If if Gardner gets on and Judge hits a homer, hey, that's two O <laughs> instead of you're banking on Gardner yeah. than Castro. You know, it's just the laws of percentages and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so, my, I, got,
1: I got stats too.
0: <laughs> my point is until Hicks come back, because he was a great two-hole hitter. He saw a lot of pitches, worked to count. Yeah, I I, I don't want to put like we put Didi there at times. We've put Headley there today. That's stupid. We shouldn't put a worse hitter yeah. in the two hole just because our good hitters don't fit the mold of a two hole hitter. Just put our top yeah. five guys in our top five spots. That's
1: that's that's. There's good Girardi and bad Girardi, and that's that's bad Girardi using an old school method of oh maybe if I throw Headley in the two hole that's gonna spark him or something yeah. like that. Which
0: yeah, you get it.
1: But that's, yeah, <laughs> no no facts just. <laughs>
0: Part. Yeah, I guess my final point is the Twitter people, they're the worst. They complain every time the lineup's up anyway, but they, hey they they hate when Gary and Judge are in the two-hole, and what I'm saying right now is I'd rather Gary and Judge in the two-hole than Headley or Didi.
1: That's just new-age baseball. I mean, go the Cubs were banned Rizzo leadoff this year.
0: And he was so. crushing it, wasn't he?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> All right. Well. Next quest, Next topic. Is Judge in a slump? Did the home run derby ruin his swing? My thoughts, No. It was two games no. he went over He just put a ball into the outfield that got robbed. Everyone was like, the home run derby ruined it. No, he can go through a slump. He also didn't play competitive baseball for four days, so maybe he lost his swing for a little.
1: Yeah, and uh, the other thing that gets to me is that, uh, I don't know, it kind of gets overlooked, but like they were saying, all-star weekend's a whirlwind. These guys have to go to meetings. They have to do events. They have to derby the game, and it's – yeah, you know, and it's also traveling to Miami at back, yeah. you know, if, if you put a bunch of pro baseball players in Miami, I, you know, yeah. Yeah. So if you want to, if you want to call that a slump, sure. But yeah. no, it, it I, is what DD was DD was in a
0: slump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather say, Hey, he played like uh 77 out of 83 games and then, uh, didn't get a rest <laughs> and it's just bad. Yeah. Anyway, he 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 broke out of it in that last game. He put one over the wall, but it got robbed anyway. All right. Now on to the next segment of the podcast, the weekly awards. And the award goes to We're going to do first we're going to do our Pride of the Yankees, which is the MVP of the week. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Yeah. My Pride of the Yankees, and it was it was actually like kind of tough because I wanted just to say the bullpen then I wanted to be like, no wait, right. just the pitching. So I had to single one guy out, and I'm going with Chad Green. Three innings pitched, seven Ks, no runs, both high pressure situations in a one nothing game to keep it one nothing, and then a tie game in extras. And he's just fucking electric. Like he's got that. Yeah. He's got His, a, his
1: stuff's sturdy.
0: It's fun to watch. Even his fastball is fun to watch. It just pours on the bottom of the plate. Good control. So he's my he's my guy of the week that stood out. And uh, he basically saved our bullpen. He was the only guy that never faltered. So maybe he'll falter coming up, but I hope not. I hope not. All right, Jake. Who's your pride of the Yankees? Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees. Pride of the Yankees.
1: Yeah. Pride of the Yankees has to be Matt Holliday, man. That uh, that homer off of Kimbrel. I mean, not only did that send it to what ended up being sixteen innings, and the Yanks won. After they should have won the game previous to that, and would have went down 0-2 in a four game series to the Sox at the Sox. Um, but not only did they win that game, but that's that's in Kimbrel's head. I I know that's that's not stat based, but Kimbrel hadn't blown a save yet at Fenway, and I'm it's it's on both teams' psyche. You know, yeah. If 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 they if Kimbrel closes that out, the Yankees him four, or five more times this year and they never get to them. Yeah. If you run into them in the playoffs, you say shit.
0: The, yeah, that's but good.
1: Now, now you got, <laughs> it's,
0: it's there. It's a great point. We Which. have like 12 games left against the Sox down the stretch, I think. And now we have like Kimbrel's up. Well, we've done it before against them. There's, there's that, yeah. just a tiny bit of edge down the way. All right. So next our LVP of the week, we're going to call this our Yankee motherfucker. You Yankee
1: motherfucker.
0: And mine's Torreus, because uh, yeah, I, is yours too.
1: Come on, yeah. I mean,
0: tough. the little ugly dude. Those errors were little league, huge, and, co- and huge little league errors. Yeah, they were costly. They were the easiest of plays. It's not like he was like running and threw it away, or like made a play in the hole then threw it away. Literally, just a gr- like that was a warm up ground ball right to him. And then, and
1: the year. You're you're the the backup little guy, defensive utility infielder.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. That's that's literally how you're getting paid to be on this team. And
0: and then he comes out the next day during the over sixteen game, uh, sixteen inning game, and goes 0 for six, and has to lay down a sack bunt, and the pitch is so powerful and he's so light on his feet, it knocks him down. And instead of a sack bunt, we now have a double play out. That was just as brutal as the errors. I wasn't
1: I was I, I wasn't sure how I was going to bring it up or where I was going to bring it up. And I mentioned sabermetrics and advanced stats and that stuff before. Get bunting back in the game. If you, if you can have a sabermetrics baseball guy, like I, I get it. If you're just, if it's the second inning, like that used to be NL ball. Yeah, like if you got a guy on in the first couple of innings, it'd be like, oh, bunt him over so yeah, a single yeah. scores him. Like I totally get that, mm-hmm. but if you if you saw the scenarios we saw this in this series with guys not being able to get down a bunt, or the fact that the manager can't really call for a bunt because you know that your player's not prepared. For that's it.
0: that's my issue. So I agree with that's, you that bunting needs to be in the game because, like you said, we had first and second no outs, two bunts wins the game. So my, so I agree that we need to bunt there, but everyone's saying Girardi's wrong for not calling a bunt. Well, what are you going to do when you got chase and DD up who can't fucking bunt? Yeah. Like that's, it's on the player and the coach, but not in that, in that moment. Like they should now, now they should say, Hey, we need to work on our bunting.
1: And that's what I don't get. I mean, I know Headley had a season where he, he mashed and, I guess he's a bigger corner infield guy. So he probably mashed through the minors and everything previous to that. I mean, if you're DD, DD went Oh <laughs> one in two different at bats for faking slap bunts.
0: Yeah. He is,
1: is saying that <laughs> you, you can't bunt.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, but what, and that's terrible because you're giving away a strike. Yeah. All right. Moving uh, on my next yes. award since we both had toe as the, uh, LVP. My next award is the best post mysterious illness performance. And it goes to Matt holiday. Who's your MVP. Yeah. Coming off mono, which is pretty much what he had is no joke. My brother has gotten mono like three times and you come out and you're just weak because you've been bed for two weeks and like terrible. Yeah. So he didn't have a great series. I think he went two for like 14, but he muscled one out when he needed to. So, yeah. so that was definitely so the we best were- post mysterious illness performance of the week.
1: Do we touch on mono at all? No. Is that weird with Matt Holiday? You just get it go.
0: Some people just get viruses. Like Luke, my brother, just gets mono. It's weird. I get Pink Eye randomly. Yeah. Any doctors. Any doctors. (laughs) Any doctors, Uh, I need a lot of help.
1: So now I, I get to do my my award?
0: Yeah. Your first award who you got?
1: so it's a long one. It's most likely to find a role on this team that you would love if he was on a rookie contract, but he makes 21 million per year. And it's (laughs) Jacoby Ellsbury. All right. (laughs) Um, Man, I, we've talked, or you and me have talked a little bit about the player glut and, you know, Frazier's coming up and this, that, and the other. We're getting a lot of bodies. Holiday just came back. (laughs) We talked about the two hole Hicks. These names, Start to add up, and Ellsbury's been a little bit of an odd man out, and you you've talked about him kind of being a lame duck before, not a not a big personality. Mister boring. But the guy came in and stole a big base. I I just I guess he he can be an incredible fourth outfielder. He's got a little pop. Mm-hmm. He's got a little speed. He can play the positions. He can pinch run for you, but we're paying him like. A, player in the league. Yeah. So I I see Ellsbury fitting in pretty well with what's coming up because he doesn't have that star demeanor too. But again, 21
0: million. 21 million for a defensive replacement. And he is, he is the only guy on our team that can steal. Yeah. So I'd almost rather put him on the bench so he can get that stolen base because he's not, I mean, everyone else is doing the same thing he's doing everywhere else besides stealing. And I, this is, this is
1: more angsty slash if Boston were to come up in the future, he, um he played a couple balls pretty well in Fenway, obviously, because yeah. that's where he grew up playing, but that's a, that's a tricky center field, tricky left field. So that's, he's a
0: fantastic <laughs> defensive <laughs> he's, replacement. He's,
1: he's a good asset, but the financials
0: aren't yeah, great. Yeah. And like, you wish he would a clubhouse guy, but none of the people know his middle name or what he looks like. No, They're just, that's fine. Yeah. All right. My second award goes to best athletic move by a man over 300 pounds. And that goes to CeCe Sabathia for prancing off the mountain. No, he hopped. Yeah. Did you see the slow-mo replay of that? Yeah. Athlete. Up, up up in the hops and then 180, spin in the air like Jeter doing a relay throw and the gut just following him Yeah, <laughs> slowly. Hey, he made the play.
1: Yeah, get him on the
0: Knicks. (laughs) So fantastic play by the big man. Definitely deserves the award of best athletic move by a man over 300 pounds. Next award, who you got?
1: Mine is, uh, I I guess, I'll I'll have you guess because mine's not as obvious as the last one. Most likely to be a name you look back and say, wow, he was pretty rough. But he will have good stats at the end of the day with the Yankees. Like, he's going to go on and have a decent MLB career. Okay. But you're just going to be like, that guy wasn't good for us.
0: Uh,
1: I know, this is a tough one.
0: Offense, defense. (laughs) Uh, You got
1: offense and defense? (laughs) (laughs) Pitching? He's a pitcher.
0: Are you thinking Gumby?
1: No. Close, not a bad guess.
0: Uh, so gabby gotta be our rookie pitcher. So I don't know. Uh, Mitchell Heller holder,
1: Chase and Shreve.
0: Oh, Barry pepper.
1: Barry pepper. Um, yeah. I think i and I, I dug up some of the stats and so I, I think the thing that we're going to see that's going to be fight or flight ish in the, the upcoming weeks is that he's been better against righties cause he throws the screwball a little bit weird. Um, and he, and he's our lefty specialist, but which... <laughs> The, the Sox kind of, I think the Sox must've been one of the first teams to play to that. And he came in and he gave up two hits to lefties. um, But he's got a career three, ERA. He's two, nine, six ERA this year. He's got more strikeouts than innings pitched. 128 major league innings, 140 strikeouts.
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, the,
1: the guy's got good stats, but
0: I don't, I don't remember him ever
1: saying everyone's, Everyone's saying one of the Yankees needs is a lefty reliever where a lot of teams would be like, wow, we've got this young guy in our pool who can really throw it.
0: He'll go on to have a Boone Logan career. He'll play, for, yeah. he'll play forever, make good money and never be fantastic. Yeah. Those are the awards. Now moving on to questions from listeners, but I do have one question. This is from Mike O Coleman He says, how do you think the Yanks will manage the outfield situation when everyone is healthy? So, when Hicks is back, we have four. We've been, right. we've been rocking four outfielders for majority of the season. And it's been working because uh, Girardi has been giving Jacoby and like he was rotating Jacoby Gardner and Hicks as the, and judge was getting everyday playing time and it was working pretty well. It's working now with uh, Frazier, but with Hicks back, you can't have five. So I don't, and Frazier playing himself onto the team a little. Yeah.
1: It's, um, from what we've talked about, it sounds like Frazier's the odd man out. And I think what everyone's kind of hoping, because Yan- Yankee nation's coming around to Frazier and he's obviously a big time prospect is that they don't trade him this year just because they don't have a spot for him right now. Um, and I know, you know, Cashman doesn't want to, but Cashman also make. Um, so I don't know. He's Right now he's the odd man out. You, you tell him, Hey, we're just sending you to the minor because we want you to get you every day at bats. You know, we've got these older guys. Just don't don't take offense to it. Um, I mean, I don't even think Do you tell Frazier, hey, if you want if you want to play a couple games at first base, we'll hear you out. Do you even say something like that? No, I, I, I don't know.
0: Too young to mess with his head. That's what they did. To the ref Snyder, I think, don't make him yeah. learn a new position while he's trying to hit in the bigs at the same time. He's definitely he wasn't yeah. supposed to be up here, and he's definitely hit his, hit perfectly, hit really well from now on. But I think he's the odd man out. The other thing that people are clamoring for is we'll trade Guardy because he's on his last year and he's having a decent season. They're not going to do that. I really don't see them. Yeah,
1: anymore. no, it's um, they're in a go cross boards a little bit. They're uh, they're in like a Boston Celtics situation a little bit that the team caught up a little quicker than we thought. Um but they don't want to compromise the age and the youth. And I mean Gardner's having a great year and he's 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 a big part of the team.
0: Yeah. He's a big part of the team. I think and they like Cashman and Girardi, have they love Gardner. The only way I see them trading Gardner is if we were in the dumpster, completely out of it. Gardner's having a good year and they say, "Brett, this contender wants you. Do you want to go play for a team that has a shot?" You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, in the next
1: what is it? two weeks the Yankees would have to play atrocious
0: to do that yeah so <laughs> they'd, have lose,
1: <laughs> they'd have to lose they'd have to lose 80 percent of their games
0: I think Frazier's the odd man out or you just take Jacozzi El Ellsbury and uh have him steal every single pitch until he pulls a hamstring
1: yeah that's <laughs> that's kind of the other elephant in the room like <laughs> someone probably gets hurt <laughs> yeah
0: oh yeah it's worked its way out so far all right that guy also asked um and do you think they'll ever put Holiday in the outfield? No, we have too many outfielders. That was the first no. part of the question. All right. Uh, so then we got – this is a simple one. Who's your favorite retired Yankee of all time? How many jersey shirts do you have of players retired and who are they? We're not jersey guys, right? Like,
1: Not jersey guys, I have, yeah.
0: I have two on the way because our friend Chapin sent them to me. And they're both Posada and Gary because I love catchers.
1: Bernie. Burnaby, Figueroa, Williams. My,
0: my all-time favorite Yankee, I mean, I always say, like, we well, can't count Jeter because he's the obvious choice. So Jeter, then Pettit, probably. Then Posada.
1: Okay. All right, next one. But it's Burnaby. It, it's Burnaby, Figueroa, Williams.
0: <laughs> then we got uh, Trade. How do you think the Yanks will man? Oh, oh, same one I just read, you dummy. Big dummy. Um. Okay, we kind of just touched on this, too. But... It is, uh, with the blockbuster deal in Chicago kicking off the trade season, and this is from Billy Wildman. Wildman, Wildman, Billy Wild. With the blockbuster deal in Chicago officially kicking off the trade season, what do you think about the potential for a trade involving Guardy, and who could we land by dealing him? Kind of said that. I don't think they're going to trade him. Uh, it's like, I don't know how the front office feels about using him as a trade piece, but he also may be the only tradable – Guy, off the deadline. nobody wants Elzer's contract. We just talked about it. We basically just said all this. Sorry, yeah, sorry, Billy. We answered the your question before the, I read it even.
1: The, the only statement that I would add is that it's this is kind of still a house money year. You, you're going to see how far these guys can get you. Mm-hmm. Um, if you can do Bohr or Brad Hand for for not giving up a lot, knock yourself out. But you're not you're not compromising anything.
0: The Nationals just traded. For the A's, and did they give up a lot for those two relievers? Because they might have lowered the price I was expecting for Brad Hand. Now,
1: yeah, I'm I'm not sure. I I can look into it a little bit. Um, because I mean, Matson and Doolittle are two pretty good relievers. Um, so yeah, I I can research that a little bit. I'm not, I'm sure they had to give one good prospect. I think Blake Trinan.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm not sure either. I'm not going to sit here and act like I know anything that I don't know. I don't know it. Yeah. All right, next question. This is from Doggy Lover, Meehan Laurie. What are your feelings on Chapman's comments that Madden misused him last year, and do you really believe that's why he's struggling this season? Let's talk Chapman. Um, Madden probably did misuse him a little bit last year, and he probably shouldn't have said anything because it just doesn't help you at all. Like, you just won the World Series with the guy. Yeah. You just signed a five-year contract. Who the fuck cares, man? Shut up. Also, I don't think it's why he's struggling. I think he just doesn't have his command. He usually, his velocity usually picks up halfway through the season. He spent a month on the DL, so that's a little halted now. But now his, but this, this series, his velocity finally came there and then his command was a little off. I don't know. Sometimes these guys just go through struggles. He bounced back with two good outings. So hopefully the bullpen's over all of that.
1: Yeah. I mean, Chapman, like, like you said (laughs) relief pitcher stats that'll be a podcast for us one day but um if you're a reliever who's missed a month you have a couple bad outings you're doing you know your your era throws things off a little bit but um i chapman's chap chapman still has filthy stuff he's he's gonna have he'll go on a you know 10 11 12 innings straight bring down the era and the numbers are gonna look fine um The only thing that was worrisome, and I'm glad you brought up his uh, uh, miles per hour, I guess, arm speed. I don't know Um, velocity, but they they were saying on the broadcast that last year I think he was 20% swing and miss rate, and this year he's 12%. Yeah. So hopefully that was just a pre-injury thing, but if that does sustain, then you're like, it's
0: a little worrisome. Thumbs up. Also, would be better if Toe doesn't miss ground balls behind him.
1: That's a big
0: one. All right. So that's all we got four questions. Um, I've, I usually get a lot more than just four. It was uh, like a shortened week. Questions are always good because there's a lot of topics and thoughts that I don't, I don't think of. Uh, and you guys do. So keep sending them in. Just DM me at any time with them and say, this is for the podcast. If it's not for the podcast, I just respond right away because I'll talk to anyone who DMs me. All right. Kind of new- crazy,
1: but it's true. It's true. And, uh, Also just dig- digging, digging through the, uh, that that trade it looks like I don't know two decent prospects and the the training guy is a uh, I don't know a starting pitcher who has a chance to be pretty good so three decent t- prospects but they're young
0: they're not MLB two pretty ready, good relievers but they're not MLB ready prospects is what I'm saying
1: right one of them is
0: okay all right well that's still less than I would have thought for two relievers I don't know why I mean I just thought it was gonna be higher I guess they're still yeah. not Miller Chapman-esque Like like what we did last year. All right, next segment is around the league with some fantasy-type situations, guys who had weird weeks, interesting stuff, and just news around the league. Going to call this uh, We Got Matsui. The fantasy baseball.
1: I, I told you all about this. Got Matsui. Got Matsui.
0: All right. First, first little bit of news. Pablo Sandoval got DFA'd. All I want to say, you don't even need to respond because I know we have the same exact opinion. When a guy has three world series wins a third contract for a hundred million dollars and an eating disorder, that's probably never going to work out. Yeah. The worst that's... signing ever. We both said that when it happened too. like, there's no way. that. Oh yeah.
1: Out. And even, even Red Sox nation knew it. They, they just didn't have the heart, but that's, I think Pablo is going to be one of the last there's a while where baseball was just giving out stupid contracts where, you know, if you wanted Albert Pujols, you had to sign him for a decade, which I I don't know. I think baseball is starting to sneak away from that a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, I've, I've, everyone knew that Pablo contract was going to be a disaster. And now Travis Shaw, who Pablo kind of kicked out, is having a really good solid years for the Brewers. So,
0: Yep. All right, some other ones, and we'll go through these quick. Good job, good job, Red Sox. Matt Chapman, the Aids prospect, finally had a breakout game. Went three for three with two homers. Go, Matt Wilson Contreras, eight for fourteen since the All Star break, batting 571. Pretty good. And my since fantasy team. They, uh, the Cubs, right? They, they, the other dude got kicked off, so he's picking up the slack nicely. Yeah, Montero, idiot.
1: Yo, no, <laughs> I, I know we did take it a lot of time. We have to talk about that for a minute throwing pitchers <laughs> under the bus <laughs> rule number one man can't do it that was bad love it now i'm a miguel montero fan
0: yeah just for entertainment blackman hit his second inside the park home run it's
1: interesting also on my fantasy team
0: all right so baltimore pitchers after the all-star break Gosman eight earned runs miley seven earned runs ubaldo six earned runs
1: bad yeah not good
0: Tillman's probably going to go out there tomorrow and twirl it, though. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. That about wraps it up. Longest show we've had. I think it was pretty good. Better than uh, little, a yeah. little more organized, a little good. We got uh, Jake's fun fact of the week. Jake? Oh, here's a fun fact.
1: I struggled with this so hard because, as I told Jimmy, not good with facts, not a lot of fun. But I think what I just came up with is uh, outside of the world of baseball, But keeping it sports, obviously, because that's all I know. Um, Tennis, Roger Federer won Wimbledon today. Um, If you want to see one of the more impressive athletes ever do something, watch Roger Federer. On the flip side of that, um, in golf, Bryson DeChambeau won his first golf tournament. He's 23 years old, and he's the absolute worst. Watch some of his interviews. The the kid is brutal. he's He's the worst. Kid's a nightmare.
0: All right. So that's it. Talking Yangs, episode eight, wrapped up. Uh, this is where I got to tell you to rate it, review it, subscribe, do all that stuff. It'll help us out down the road, I think, maybe. And I came up with a plan, Jake. Okay. Because, you know, when like Amazon or eBay, they ask you to leave a review and you're like, eh, I don't want to leave a review, but you want right. to be nice, but you don't know what to write. Just give us a five-star review and then write Jake Sucks.
1: Come on. That's easy. We didn't really, we didn't talk about that, but it works. It works
0: nice nice on you okay and we can agree that meet the mets is a great jingle even though it's the mets not the the mets so now jake's gonna do a rendition of meet the mets for aaron judge one two three go
1: i'm not gonna do that i have a sleeping dog next to me so thanks thanks (laughs) thanks for uh writing in your question doggy lover um
0: (laughs) all right thanks guys see ya
1: go yanks go mets let's go yankees Let's go, Yankees! Let's go.